What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before you get started, please like, comment, and subscribe. And as always, make sure you guys follow all our socials Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And make sure, uh, or audio listeners, make sure you guys just rate it five stars. Help us get those numbers up, all right? Um, before we continue, just a very quick reminder that we have two guest videos out this past weekend. So, Peter Galindo and Blake Murphy. Peter Galindo, we talked about Canada soccer and soccer in general. Blake Murphy, our first, finally, we have a guest we talked baseball and basketball with, so check that one out. Uh, NFL tier list out now. Thanks for the support on that video. And coming up this weekend, MLB tier list. Our season finale, I guess you could say, or the season ending uh, tier list. season ending tier list. Without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. And as always, NFL and Monday Night Football. Biggest game of the week. Didn't live up to it, in my opinion. Super Bowl rematch. Did not feel like the Super Bowl at all. But that's what happens when, you know, the Chiefs are more of a defensive team than they're an offensive team, which is weird to say. So first question off the bat, how much is it on Mahomes and how much is it on the drop passes? Drop passes. That's what cost all three of their losses. Yeah. Uh, Broncos is more Mahomes, obviously. But a drop pass by Kandarius Tony led to a pick six in the Lions game. And a drop pass by Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the end zone are kind of two key drops that could define your season from going 8-1 and one to like 7-3 and three, or 9-1 and one to 7-3. and three. Even 9-0 no, if Mahomes, the Broncos game shouldn't have been... The Broncos game shouldn't have happened either. So, yeah. I mean, you could say that for any team, though. Every team could, on a given, I'd be given a loss. The anyways. fact that Mahomes said I should have underthrown it a little bit He's a team player. Like, <laughs> there's nothing more to it. He's a team player. Like, you, I know shows. he's frustrated visibly. You yeah. Because Travis Kelsey was dropping passes. Everyone was. Right? No one to throw to. No one, yeah. So, like, th- this is what I've been saying all year that they should have went after wide receiver. Heck, if it was Julio Jones, maybe show some life that you had something, they could have just gotten Julio Jones. It's not even him. Cheap. The thing with last year and this year is, like, D- Juju wasn't even like that good but because now you're looking at him in the Patriots he's completely garbage but, but now you're looking at from last year obviously no, but Juju was a viable option still and it was enough for Mahomes to catch a ball they started clicking after Kadarius Tony trade last year and they partnered Juju and Kadarius Tony so that's what I'm trying to say is like no no so I'm saying they partnered them now Juju's gone and Kadarius is on his own and Sky Moore did yeah. not elevate yeah, like so as I'm a rookie. About, so the problem is they didn't go out and do that this year. I'm talking about last year because Juju was good with Mahomes. Yeah, but what I'm saying is because so Kadi- they started clicking once they did the Kadarius. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. But I'm not. But my point is like Juju is not that guy without Mahomes. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. We know that. Like, yeah. he's on the Patriots. No one's gonna be so the like, same with the Patriots. They don't need to get like a complete number one if they get someone that was a Juju level, like how Juju was in Pittsburgh. It was still good enough, and I don't think it's too difficult to find those pieces. That's what I'm saying. Like they could have, like Kadarius Tony is fine, not even as a one. Just even the, we already know Travis Kelsey is a one in the re- receiver room. Yes, they were one A and one B in the receiver room, but go get another guy, right? Like I don't know if Julio is obviously outdated no, at this it's point, not Julio. but like you know, there were a team that could have. I don't know how much DeAndre Hopkins went after the money, but clearly he did go after the money. But that was a guy I said they could have gone after. I don't know who was uh, you know available receiver wise for them. Uh, even if it was like minor. Heck, I know you're not going to like the name, but listen, Chase Claypool in a Chiefs uniform probably would have been better with those vets around him. It would have been better. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not saying Chase Claypool, Claypool now, but Chase Claypool with the Chiefs would have been a different story. Because, like you said, Kadarius Tony was like. There's no one there. Issue there, right? And Claypool could have elevated there's with no, Mahomes throwing him the there's ball. There's no one there. But yeah, uh, on the flip side. Eagles. Started off bad. So it was like. The, the, I don't even think the Chiefs got a point in the second half. I it was a 17-7 game. Yeah. So then it was, that's all it, I remember. It ended 20, 21-17. Yeah. So, did you see, first of all, Jalen Carter tried to intercept a spike? 
No, I didn't see that. So, like, Mahomes went to spike the ball late yeah. in the second quarter. That's when they got the field goal, I think. And he dove under and it just bounced off his hand, I think. Oh, that would have been sick. That would have been play of the year. Probably. That would have been play of the year. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Eagles obviously got their revenge, but Jason Kelsey said it perfectly on their uh, New Heights podcast with uh, Travis Kelsey that nothing feels like a Super Bowl because it's not going to give us our Super Bowl rank or anything. And, obviously, they're at the Chiefs Stadium. Well, usually, I guess, if they got lucky, like the Rams and the Bucks did, but um, there was that situation. And, the, you know, there wasn't, like, a little hype around it, like how Super Bowl week would be. So, he's right in that sense, but, you know, it's still good to, like, come out and you beat get a, a little bit of revenge. Um, Sirianni was pumped up after the game. He was pumped up. And you beat a top team in the NFL, right? Like, it's always good to win uh, those games, those big games where everyone's watching on primetime, right? Jalen Hurts. Um, I think he's now considered him. Well, it's between, I think it's a two-horse race now, right? He is the front runner right now. It's um, between him and Lamar. Stroud is still in the conversation just because he did it. But I, I feel like realistically, the t- it's a two-horse race yeah, no. between those two guys. If those two are the top two. Then, but Stroud is still in there because technically didn't lose. So <laughs> True. They didn't lose but, because of him. Um, yeah. Um, so that that was Monday Night Football. We don't want to get into too much because we're going to come Thursday night or Thursday day, night, whatever. Because first of all, happy American Thanksgiving once again. Because this will be coming out Thursday. I think even after the morning game has come out. But before we get into Thursday Night Football, let's do our superlatives of week 11. By the way, check out our power rankings. It's already out. I think we had a similar list this time. It was just it's a little different similar. order. Um, disappointment. I'm going to start off here. The Washington Commanders. This was a chance to like get yourself back in the playoff race on a weak NFC wildcard race where everyone's like now four and six um, who are outside looking in. A terrible Giants team and uh, you couldn't get the job done. They're turnovers after turnovers, interceptions. I don't know what the hell happened to them, but like the Giants finally, when the Giants wanted to play football, they showed up both times against the Commanders this year. Uh, for me, I agree with everything you said. Um, pissed me off because I wanted to pick the Giants, but they didn't give me a reason to. I benched Barkley. That's <laughs> what so pissed me off more. Uh, for me, Seattle Seahawks. Right? You you lose to the same team at home. Um, again, I, I, we were trying our best to watch certain games. Now, for you, it sucks. Now, Kenneth Walker's out, most likely. He's doubtful for Thursday Thursday's game. Um, Geno Smith's questionable, so you already got issues there. Uh it's not even like Stafford went off. Cooper Cup got injured, if I'm not mistaken. He did. As well. So you lose two games that did not have Cooper Cup really featured in it. Well, did not feature, and then this one not really featured. Um, yeah. Uh, you There's this is a game that you want, if you wanted to be considered the division champ and make this Thursday night game with the Niners meaningful, this was a game you needed to win. Because of that, this game became now lackluster a little bit because the Niners look like they're back. Um, Brock Purdy looks like he ain't concussed anymore. So that bye week clearly helped that team. So it was disappointing in that end because, uh, yeah, you're probably going to be a playoff team like we talked about on Monday spot where our predictions were the early, I guess, mid-season-ish playoff pr- uh, uh, prediction of who's making it. But you ain't going to do shit in the playoffs anyways. That's that's the problem. Like, we already know. Your like, defense is legit, but it didn't perform. We already know that like the wildcard teams, other than maybe Dallas, are not going to do anything. And whoever wins the NFC South. Yeah. I'm not gonna do anything in the playoffs. Exactly. So, so that's my that's my disappointment. But for me, let's go with the surprise. Mine coincides with my disappointment. The Giants. I don't know what the hell Tommy DeVito ate that week, but he balled out. Saquon Barkley. They fed him the ball, uh, rushing and receiving. Uh, I think Tommy DeVito has the same or more multi-game touchdown, multi-touchdown games as Kenny Pickett, and. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, they balled out. Give credit where credit's due, and uh, we'll see what happens from here on out. I don't think anything's going to happen with a playoff push, but you might not be the number one overall pick. Uh, honorable mention, disappointment was kind of Chicago, <laughs> just because the blown lead, <laughs> they yeah. blown the lead. But this, um, disappointment for me, or sorry, a surprise for me, uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, they're coming around now officially. Now you got to put them in the playoff picture. I know you still have them written off, uh, but you won't be. I won't be surprised if they win the next one or two games, depending on what they're. I schedule. mean, now now they're higher up because the Raiders lost and they're ahead of them. The Chargers yeah. lost as well. Which yeah, could, which could then, have been a disappointment there exactly. as well. Like they play the Browns and the Texans next. I won't be surprised if they win those games they in can. general. There's a, there's a chance. It's a football. Anything could happen. We know that. But now they're in the mix, right? There's no more. Let's get rid of. Russell Wilson, maybe now they could be like, okay, they may the coach QB combo may have started clicking a little bit because Russell Wilson ain't last year's Russell Wilson, but yeah, he ain't Seattle Russell Wilson. He's second in the league in t- passing touchdowns. Yeah, it doesn't look like that, but numbers don't lie. He's doing something. So good. he's doing something, right? Yeah, they're no longer that seventy point allowed team anymore either. So they're, but they came, they came, they became a laughing stock to a potential playoff push. So like yeah, all in like six weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our week 11 superlatives. That closes off week 11. Before we go into week 12, let's just get into some news that reflect. Let's go start off with the minor news quickly. Joe Flacco, practice squad, Cleveland Browns. All right, so that's that's going to be crazy. DTR had a great game, right? Got his first game. Oh, it's a great, but like a good game, enough to get the win. And uh, Flacco, let's see if he comes in somehow. You know what the storyline is going to be? When the Browns play the Ravens in the playoffs. Yeah. And Flacco is a starting quarterback. Yeah, because I, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to see if that if the Browns actually pull it off and get into the playoffs. It'll be, yeah, it will be a Flacco versus successor. And this is where like I don't know who's available, but like is is uh, Cincy gonna make a move? I think they're gonna test to see what happens with Browning this week before they make a decision. Yeah, they, got, they give him a chance. Yeah, I mean DTR is gonna get a chance too, but maybe someone signed to practice. Yeah, it's not like Flacco's on but the But what start. sucks is that Nathan Rourke couldn't get a chance somewhere <laughs> because trade uh, for Nathan Rourke. <laughs> no, but like they're not gonna do That's that. Right? There's yeah. no point. But other uh, news. Sticking sticking with the that division. Division. Pittsburgh Steelers. Finally, you could finally celebrate, and I am very happy for you. Can he pick it? Now it's on you. <laughs> well, we'll see who. We'll see what happens. But like Matt Kanda is gone. He's officially fired. He he was a disappointment in the Steelers organization and he's the f- to the country of first Canada. First coordinator. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> he's not Canadian to be exact. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he ain't he's Canadian. He's not Canadian. He's not. Um, now you're doing Oh, he's the first uh, coordinator, I believe, in Steelers history to be fired midweek. I think maybe even coach, but because obviously Tomlin's been there for so long, I don't know what the hell happened before Tomlin. Uh, but yeah, he's the first coordinator, and usually that shows that they're like kind of like the Colts in a way. They always last year's Colts, where they kind of stick through it and see what happens. Well, obviously, clearly, it wasn't like that. And I think there was a clip of where I think they lost this game, right? They lost to the Browns. Yeah. So the week before, I think they won. They won, or one of the games they won. He was celebrating, and Chris Boswell, their kicker, was like, "Yeah, because of you." Like he said <laughs> no that. Way, yeah. He did say that. I saw that clip uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, so Matt Canada officially gone. Hey, so then obviously we have a relative that's a Saints fan. He wants the same thing for um, the Saints. Saints. Because uh, their offense ain't clicking neither. Bills, but got, Bills looking, got rid of their... I'm going to come back to this. Bills got rid of their... Oh, yeah, true. I'm going to come back to this. Chargers, go fire Brandon Staley before it's too late. Because you still have a chance to make a run at a wild card. Because... Obviously, this year, I'm not saying Justin Herbert's been outstanding like he's been before, but he's carried your franchise enough that you're letting your defense let you down in games. When you look at the Chargers' losses, 
they've been uh, you could easily bet like all those losses were, could have been wins alright I'm gonna stop it right there it is too late because if they want to fire him before this game oh, yeah, I know they would have done it that's okay yeah it is technically it's yeah, too it, late it's too late they, lo- they lose this weekend if they, they're done. if they lose this weekend he's getting fired but it might that, yeah like you said late. it's too late they had to, don- they had um, to do it this week six losses already is you're gonna have to go and win every but single game. But this NFL season's been on drugs, though. You huh? gotta, you gotta remember that it's been on drugs. It's been on drugs, <laughs> so but not enough for the Chargers gonna like. Let's see. Win every like single game. Like I said, go remaining. just promote Kellen Moore, and uh, let your defensive coordinator run the defensive play call duties, and let's see how that runs over the rest of the year. But, but enough about the Chargers this time. Uh, last news, uh, which we'll get into Thursday night. Fo- uh, sorry, yeah, Thursday night football in general. Uh, Zach Wilson is officially a third stringer. He got benched, and now not even he's not even the backup. He's a third stringer to Tim Boyle, and I, I think I don't even know who their second guy is. Uh, I think it's just Trevor Simeon. I don't know. I know they signed him, but I'm not sure if it's him. But yeah, it's Tim probably Boyle. Him. It's probably him. Tim Boyle is your new Jet starter, which is uh, kind of weird to say because you still need. I don't think he'll be enough for you guys to get over the top. They're not. Either. They're done. Unless he does some Mike. They White were shit. done. They were done. Week one, ten seconds into the football. True. They then they got our hopes up a little bit. Yeah, with a little two-game win streak. That Chiefs game. Two, three-game win streak. They're the only team that beat the, no, the freaking Eagles. Eagles. No, but I think Zach Wilson performed against the Chiefs. Oh, well, he did perform. But the biggest news, that's when we're going to regard us. We have a, on the board over there, which you guys cannot see. Speaking of... I have to put a sad face on that. Yeah. That's how sad the news are for us. Speaking of... You actually did? I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad. Dude, he's my favorite player. Yeah, honestly, it's fair. But, like, um, <laughs> speaking of, you know, how you mentioned Colts like to ride it out. Yeah. They did not in this situation where Shaquille Shane Leonard Steichen is uh I don't caught. know. Shaquille Leonard is caught. He's ruthless. I guess that's what I'm gonna say. But yeah. Um yes, to be fair, he hasn't been performing well. We'll give him we, we understand Contract that completely. Is massive. Contract is massive, but I would still would have thought like you could have traded at least I would say a sixth or a seventh he ain't getting, out of it. He can't no. The reason why is that contract is way too much. That contract, yeah, the contract would happen. He's like the second highest paid after Roquan Smith now, right? So that is true. Yeah, um, was the first. Yeah, he was gonna get cut. He was gonna get cut. If that was the case, a team on waivers would have picked him up, and no one did. That is true too. Yeah. So if no one picked him up from waivers, you know, this is actually painful. Yeah, um, Shaquille Leonard, Darius Shaquille Leonard, uh, probably one of the at least in my lifetime of watching the Colts, the best linebacker probably. Um, that's what people I think Yuri has the third most tackles in Colts history. Yeah, uh, what you call it? Drafted in 2018. I think he was like an all pro twice. He was rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. One a guy that was supposed to be projected the worst pick in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, that was what to say. Um, and then uh, he was obviously pro bowler almost every year. When he changed his name to Shaq Leonard, that's when the, obviously the injuries were there. Um, Changes defensive scheme. The defensive scheme, before even the defensive scheme, like he was playing injured and he was balling. Now, obviously. When he took the injury, he said he was he couldn't feel his leg. Now those people that might be saying, "Oh, well, why the surgery screwed him over?" Dude, there's more to life than sports. Like he wanted, I'm sure there's a reason why Andre Ward in boxing retired early because he didn't want to deal with more concussions and all that and live with his family. Andrew Luck, speaking of the Colts, uh, Ro, uh, t- uh, Luke Keekley, as who well, was, yeah. who was on, who is who was that time? Who could have been like one of the best linebackers of all time? At that time, Luke Keekley was the best linebacker in the game. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it sucks for Shaq. Maybe he goes to a different team, and uh, maybe the reason why the Colts let him go early is maybe he gets an opportunity to play somewhere else. Speaking of speaking of what type of person he is, he does a tur- turkey giveaway during Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, and he did that the day he got cut and did with, me- with the teammates. and did media. Yeah, and obviously with uh, Kenny Moore, Grover Stewart, and I forget one more. 
Um, but he obviously did media after, which, you know, why would he? He didn't need to. He did it at the location where he was giving uh, the, the turkey turkeys. drive through. And uh, yeah, you know, I wish this wasn't the case. I obviously be- I believe that he would have been back this year, but it was a scheme. He wasn't playing third downs. You know, part of me was still hoping because I'm not still sold on Gus's defense. That's just me. And I know you're not fully either at times. Uh, now, I don't know how much of that is personnel, especially in the secondary. But um, I was hoping Fluce... I'm not hoping for someone to get fired. But if Fluce were to get fired this year, I was hoping he would come back yeah. and get this... Going. But at the end of the day, like, it just fell apart once, obviously, the, in- the, scheme, the injuries, the scheme. Because people thought he was going to be a perfect fit in Gus Valley's system. Like, everyone thought, like, Darius... Shaquille Leonard would be perfect fit in that Seattle defense what, when, when, oh, Gus, yeah, 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 when yeah. Gus Badley was running it. So they're, they're like, okay, there's no issues there. And also didn't help when Zaire Franklin is be- becoming one of the better linebackers in the league. Uh, seventh round pick as well. So we're going to see a, probably a late round linebacker projection here for a draft pick. but Or sign someone maybe. But I guess, you know, like, I saw a post where... Uh, it was an easy replacement because the, the guy, he, when the... Sh- was when Zaire Franklin was out against the Carolina Panthers, uh, Alubi. Yeah, he played. He balled out that game, yeah. right? More than Shaq, and he played more than Shaq. So it was. I wasn't surprised it happened, but I was surprised of how it happened, like mid-season and everything. Yeah. I thought he was like, you know, run out, run it out a little bit. But I guess ninety million cap space is more valuable. Yeah, I think I don't know how much this. I think they only have like eight million dead cap and stuff. Eight so mil. yeah, you have ninety. That makes a ninety mil next year. Obviously, money for pit. But do something. Money for do pit. Do something with it. Money for pit. Yeah, that's one. That's going to be one. Money for... Grover. Grover. Kenny um, Moore, probably. So Kenny it's all, Moore. So the, okay, that 90 not. mil probably will end up going there, most likely, and whatever else you could add. Um, you know, people were hoping that, you know, they released Shaquille Leonard, but what if signed Darius Leonard? <laughs> Imagine if that yeah. was actually what the Colts did. I think Shaq broke the news first. I don't think it was the Colts. Yeah, Shaq did. He posted it first. He posted a thank goodbye you, message, a thank yeah. you message, and then... Everyone's like, what the hell is going on? So, before we continue, I mean, obviously, Shaq, I love you, man. Hopefully, you can come back as a Colt <laughs> once you approve yourself. Him. We but, uh, him right now. But, Fitz, and off the bat, NFL Live had a great one in Buffalo. Buffalo's a fit, injured. yeah. Matt Milano's now, injured. Again, we're, we don't know what these... We're not football experts, so we don't know what defensive schemes... Yeah, these, exactly. Uh, DCs and head coaches that are defensive guys run. But, like, so. if you're just looking at in general, any contender is going to want him. Like, yeah. he's... Like he's Whether there's something still in there. Like, Philly's obviously... Eagles are going to be on there. Cowboys are going to be on there. Uh, I think Cow- I think Vandrish is injured. He's injured too. Yeah, uh, so Spears be- brought that up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Spears. So then uh, that'll be a good uh, spot for him there. So the report Matt was Milano being injured. Obviously, Bills are a good fit there. The as report well. off the bat was Phillies and Cowboys and like Eagles, for me, not Phillies. Philly Eagles. Oh yeah, Philly. Phillies are actually Eagles and Cowboys. <laughs> um, but. For me, as like okay, as a fan, first of all, I think he also got released because of the comments he had about not getting playtime. So that factored in it as well. Yeah. But um, as long as he's not in division, so especially with yeah, especially in division. No, don't be in division. Uh, and the Cowboys, because I don't want to hear some Cowboys, because I don't want to root for the Cowboys like that. I'm not a big Steeler guy, but I don't mind it. Like the rest of the teams, I won't mind. Um, obviously, to make my pick right, hopefully Buffalo could, <laughs> uh, could help out there. Him and Vaughn. But again, he's obviously past his, I guess, I don't know. If prime already. Prime now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's Shaq Leonard news. Best w- of luck to Shaq or Darius Rudy. Leonard. Yeah. Rooting for you. And uh, yeah, let's move on to the Thursday sad, night. I should take that sad piece off now because I'm going to be staring at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to Thursday night football pick. Starting off with Lions, Packers, and... Uh, 
I mean, these are easy picks. It's the Lions. They're they're very relatively easy picks because you have Lions, Packers, you have Commanders, Cowboys, which is Cowboys, and you have Niners and a injured Seahawks. So, so Lions win, uh, Cowboys win, and Niners win. Simple. It should be that. Now, Niners. Commanders usually usually beat the Cowboys on like. Not, not this Thanksgiving Cowboys. games. Not the, not the Cowboys where Micah Parsons might sack Sam Howell another 10 times. Yeah. And making even more history of the pace he's at, uh, getting sacked. It's already over 50. Yeah. This is a game where Ron Rivera could get fired because it's a Thursday night game as well. So you just get fired literally on the weekend because <laughs> it's yeah. like a long week, right? Thursday so. night triple header. Uh, not the best games, but like at the end of the day, the Lions. They need to fix this up, man. This the is, where, ca- the NBA, the Cowboys this is where the NBA does a great job in... Uh, their Christmas games where they pu- usually put like the enticing matches. Yeah. All right. These guys, the Cowboys are for the longest time. Be- the Lions were shit. And now they're good. And the Packers are shit. Yeah. So like the, li- the Lions are going to be in there. The Cowboys are going to be in there. The Packers are always in there. So those are like the three teams that are guaranteed usually in there. But, uh, moving on to our week. Oh, 12. We have a Black Friday game as well. Oh, Black Friday game. Uh, Miami, uh, Tim Boyle. I'm not giving you any chance. I'm sorry. Yeah. But when that Mi- game's at 12, so uh, what the hell? That's tripping me out as well. But let's go for players to watch for week 12. I'm going to start off with Jake Browning. First ever start, I believe. And uh, let's see if uh, this new look Bengals could uh, get something done and make a playoff push here. And another one matchup I want to bring up here is a battle of uh, quarterback, rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I'll let you go on for that because (laughs) I already said one. (laughs) Uh, Bryce Young versus Will Levis. Um, Will Levis said that, like, I don't know why the reports of you know, I was getting picked first. We're out. They told me that it wasn't going to be him. And early, I mean, I guess Will Levis is going to struggle the last two games, I guess, based on how he started. But let's see who, who who's actually the right case. I think, um, yeah, so that that's my mind to watch, essentially. And then next up is your, uh, who are you putting on upset alert for this week? Who am I putting on upset alert? It is that game. I have the Panthers being the Titans. Okay. And for me, I'm going with the Rams um, just because Kyler Murray's has actually been playing pretty well. And uh, the Cardinals have been playing pretty well. They've been in, they the, beat the Falcons and they were close against the Houston Texans. This Cardinals team, they're comparing it to Dan Campbell's first year. That, that's what they kind of remind Jonathan Gannon of. You have the quarterback, so let's see, right? And uh, so far, Kyler's been decent. Kyler's been decent. So you got, like, when you're looking at it, what they got to add, you could obviously wide receiver will be one. Marvin Harrison Jr. is waiting um, for them right now. Obviously, a couple of defensive pieces. You could always use that. Edge rusher. O-lineman. O-lineman. Everything. Everything. <laughs> uh, everything. It's football. Everything other than Kyler and Buddha Baker, basically. Yeah. They don't even need a running back at this moment in terms of draft-wise. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's my upset. And uh, my upset, I said, no, that was my upset. You oh, said yeah, yours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, that concludes. No, we have, or we have we one have more couple thing. Things. Game what? or collective game of the week and a regular game of the week. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I totally missed that. that yeah, was exactly. So collective game of the week is pretty obvious. It's the Bills versus Eagles. Um, again, two preseason Super Bowl contenders. Obviously, right now one team's trajectory is that, and the other team's isn't. Uh, the Bills, you know, they lost on the weekend, right? No. Oh no, they won. But either way, um. Let's see. Eagles nine and one. Bills are six and five. This game could also Bills playoff hopes are on the line. Are they gonna do what the Eagles did and play to their competition levels? That's the key thing. That here. is the key thing. Um, we'll see. The Bills. Eagles are home though. Bills needed that win against the Jets to get a little bit of confidence and momentum heading into this game. Yeah. Uh, Eagles are looking like they're on the league of their own right now. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you like what you see from the Eagles and you don't like the inconsistent inconsistencies you see from the Bills and Josh Allen himself because this man's leading the league in interceptions and passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, so, when he's a gunslinger, right? What do you think is going to happen? Exactly. <laughs> Barely runs the ball while giving off to the running back. I mean, and uh, with your defense. First game with the new OC as well. That was a Jets game. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then... Uh, this is a true test of the new say, OC. Yeah, and then I was going to say, um, your defense is too injured to bail you out. Oh, actually, well. wait, never mind. The Jets defense is decent too. But uh, I guess they didn't have the pressure for the offensive side of things. But this time they will, right? So, yeah, so that's... Yeah, I agree with that. I think I went with the Eagles, ultimately. I, I could see an upset here with the Bills winning. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles too. But I went with the Eagles uh, with this one. So, uh, my game... Game to watch, yeah. Uh, Baltimore Chargers. Obvious, Baltimore yes. is a team that uh, is this, this is also Sunday night football. Um Chargers once again um their their backs are against the wall now at this point if they want to contend for a playoff spot, not contend as a contenders. Um Baltimore is a team that loses loses these type of games though. Like we saw it with Cleveland, we saw it with Pittsburgh. Their games they lost were like kind of like, "Huh, how did they lose?" right? And you don't want to keep Herbert in the game a lot, especially now, what will save the Ravens are this is the Chargers and Staley's defense ain't doing shit. So that's that's fair on their end. But if you let Herbert in the game, who knows what will happen? That's fair to say. My game, I'm gonna pick two, um, the South divisional matchups. Jaguars and Texans could have a divisional lead on the line here. Um, yeah. Uh, Jaguars looking bounce back win against the Titans after getting throttled by the Niners and the CJ Stroud looked like. Looked a bit, a little bit off he against like the Cardinals. He looked like a rookie. He looked like a rookie, but at the end of the day, they still found. Because he is a rookie, but yeah. They still found. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a rookie. <laughs> they still found a way to um, win with their de- elite defense. And then the other side, NFC South, Saints Falcons. Both teams are bad, but at the end of the day, they both might win the division. And uh, we'll see what happens there. And then Colts are back this week playing the Bucks. Hopefully, we win. And kind of, it's kind of a big one. It's definitely a winnable game. We have to win for playoff hopes to be there. Um, I feel weird though because uh, I kind of want Marvin Harrison Jr. and it's kind of out of the picture too late. now. It's way too now it's too late. It's done after the AR injury. It was injury. done two weeks ago. But they, one of the easiest schedules to remain, and I won't be surprised, like I said, if they make it. So yeah, they got a, It's a winnable game. That's what we gotta it's say. It's very winnable. But let's move on to the college, college football. football, and we got changes, and we have questions for you about this. Now we're not college football experts. And we don't know how the voting and all that works, but we know there's some things tied to it. Let me pull the exact thing up so I don't mess it up here. But off the bat, we got some changes in the actual college football playoff rankings. I think this is the second last week. This is a rivalry week, right? Like every school is essentially playing their biggest rival or in-state rival. You know, like uh, Ohio State is playing Michigan. Georgia is playing Georgia Tech. Uh, like some of them are obviously not, but like Florida State's playing Florida. Speaking of Florida State, though, they're officially out of the top four. And number one is still Georgia. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Michigan. And number four, finally getting the respect, is UW, uh, University of Washington. Pac-12 has been killing it, so I don't know why they didn't have a feature in there because there's so many Pac-12 teams that are, like, ranked. Oregon. Um, You had Oregon State. You had USC for a little bit. You had Colorado for For a little little bit. bit. Right, so when you look at it that way, they're like, okay, they're disrespecting him. But um, my question to you is, do you think the Jordan Travis injury had a factor to this? So I was listening, before you answer that, I was listening to 
Paul Feinbaum uh, on the uh, first take. And, like, he was saying that, like, yeah, I think that might have been a little bit of a factor because FSU did destroy the team they played. And UW has been scraping out wins. Now, the reason why they're in the top four is because Oregon lost to them. But Oregon has beat, whooped whatever team UW has played against, right? So, do you think the Jordan Travis injury, I don't know how this all works again, has a factor into this? Yeah. Um, it's the starting quarterback, right? He's, yeah. He's been on a kind of like a... I won't say high has been paced, but like in the conversation a little bit. And uh, the thing with your starting quarterback going out, no one's going to give you a chance. And we don't know how how long is he out for. Do you know that? I think he's done. Done for the year? Yeah. So it's going to be tough to keep him in there. But at the end of the day, if you're still undefeated, right? If you're still undefeated. That's the him, thing. That's the thing. But here's the thing. They don't want a TCU situation. That's what I'm hearing. Um, this is why Cincinnati barely made it all those years and then when they finally did and look what happened in the first round TCU did make the final but look what happened in the final right so they're trying to obviously avoid they want the best teams in because there's a couple of questions I gotta bring up so then like it's genuinely like it's weird there's so many there's so much gray area right because like the records don't really matter no. at this rate, right? Like, because if you look at who's the best competition, was UW should be up there instead of FSU because yeah. ACC is weak. Clemson ain't the same Clemson anymore. That is true, but like, and honestly, like, I'm fine with UW being there. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But at the, like, if Michigan and Ohio State, one's gonna lose, right? But dep- when you look at it record-wise, if Florida wins, Florida State, I mean, um, technically, you sh- you everyone would assume who's a casual like us, uh, would assume that Florida State should be in the top four. So here's the thing, right? Like, I, I agree that, like, FSU should deserve a chance no matter the quarterback, but I know they're not going to put him in because the quarterback ain't there and they don't, they want to, f- like, this is why they're probably going 12, I think, right, 12? 12 team, yeah. Starting next year or the year after. But like, let's just say Ohio State whoops Michigan or uh, vice versa. One of them's got to fall out, right? Because here's the thing that comes now. Let's just say everybody wins. Okay, well, Ohio State, Michigan, one of them's going to lose. Right, let's just say one of them handily beats them. We'll see how that goes. So we know that one there's gonna be one loss on Ohio State or Michigan. All right, let's say Washington wins out. Let's say Oregon wins out. Let's say Bama wins out, because Bama's gonna be in the picture now. Here, here's how: the championship games, Oregon's gonna play Washington. Let's say Oregon wins. Who's who had the more impressive wins then? Because then they're one and one. Oregon, like I said, whooped the teams that UW was kind of playing. So there's a debate there now. Right? What if Bama beats Georgia in the championship game? The list is going to be fucked. Right? <laughs> the so list is fucked. <laughs> then, the, then there's a debate of having Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Bama in. Because there's a genuine the, debate, right? And obviously, if, in, on top of that, if Florida State goes undefeated. Yeah. As well. But then, like, that's what that was the conversation they were having. They're like, if they're, if we're talking about the four best teams, and let's say Bama wins, that's the game. Because there's like, if Georgia. Most likely not. Georgia, as a one seed, I don't think they're going to fall out of the four, even if they lose to Bama. Yeah, because that will be like their only loss of the year. Yeah, but then it's always one of Ohio State and Michigan are going to lose. Now, this is assuming this is the rest of the schedule they win, except for that this particular game. Because then, then you have a conversation of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, uh, Oregon, Florida State, uh, Texas, and Bama. This, right? is give, this is giving me a headache. Right, like, but because you're picking four out of these teams, and obviously, logically, in our head, we know the four best teams are the teams I mentioned last: Georgia, Alabama, Ohio, Ohio State, State, and Michigan. And Michigan. But I want to see Oregon in for or UW. One of those two has, in my opinion, needs to be in because the Pac-12 was a pretty good division this year. It was very. Good. This is the first time ever paying attention to the point where now it's all separated. It's all gone. UCLA was decent, 
right? They could provide some. They beat USC on the weekend, right? Yeah. Now USC probably wasn't fighting for anything, but there was that game, right? Arizona's been decent, I believe. They were in here. They're all games, right? Like the Colorado story itself, right? Clemson's in the top twenty-five as a seven and four record, and Liberty were eleven and over twenty-fifth. It it's strength <laughs> of schedule, bro. Like the yeah. divisional, it, it's all like you know plays an effect to it, and it causes so much gray area that I'm so happy that they are doing a twelve team, whereas like an undefeated team still might not have a chance of making the thing the is like that 12 seed will get their ass kicked by like the fifth seed or however that's gonna work too hey so. man more playoff games the better that we've been saying for every sport yeah. right like um especially mob if you like cut your season down and play play put more playoff games in yeah it's but yeah it's, it's a genuine debate like i'm i'm thinking you especially should start tuning into now the, not just the games because i know you've watched some games but like the breakdowns after like on espn or whatever because they they will explain it better. Fine Mom's yeah, a great. Yeah. I know he's a SEC guy. I know Fine Mom is a the big the big big guy. name. But the yeah, now it's time to tune into college football because it, it is that time it's of year. It's gonna be yeah December playoffs, and then we'll see in January where it ends off. Just one month left basically. Yeah. All right. Let's get right into the MLB. Um. Obviously the Canucks game's on right now and they're down two one in the first period. Wait, Sunday. what? What? They're down two one. Yeah. They were just up one zero when I just checked. Oh, yeah, the Hoglander. Yeah, the goals are within like two minutes. Three goals in two minutes. La. Oh, my <laughs> God, man. Hoglander, the Nachushkin, and the Druin. Okay, we'll talk about this when we talk about the NHL, though. Um, live reaction on our phones, though. Uh, MLB, Hall of Fame uh, announcements have been made. Let me just pull that up. I'm going to let you go. You go to the MLB transactions. Yeah. Except for the Eugenio Suarez trade, which we'll get into. I know a little bit about yeah, that. Eugenio Suarez. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, NHL, I forgot to add the thing there, but... Um. So these are the names that are added right now. Uh, Adrian Beltre and Joe Bau- Joe Mauer headline first. Uh, the star group of first time baseball candidates. Uh, also making their first time appearances. Bartolo Colon. You know how nostalgic it is that I'm reading all these names. Bartolo Colon. Jose, Jose Bautista, Bautista. Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, Matt Holiday. Victor yeah. Martinez. Um, Brandon Phillips, I remember that name. Jose Reyes, you Jose still have Reyes, his shirt. Yeah. I saw it in your closet the other day. It's still in there. <laughs> James Shields, I don't know why he's on this list, but he's on here. Chase Utley. Chase Utley. And I David Wright. Yeah, David Wright, I remember David right. Wright. So those well. are the first time names. Out of this, realistically, I think Beltre should be first ballot, if any chance. Because how Baseball Hall of Fame works is 75%. You have to get the vote to get in. Which, I don't know if that's great or not, because in their years, that, like obviously Larry no, Walker took 10 no, years to get in. Nobody gets in. Some, Bonds some is not in because of the drug stuff. Uh, Clemens is not in because of the drug usage or whatever. Because of that, uh, the players that are returning are Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, who was a Yankee. Um, one of the reasons why he's not getting in is because of that. Uh, Carlos Beltran, I don't know how much of the... Uh, the Astros thing is going to take a part of this now. Alex Rodriguez, um, obviously, same thing. Uh, Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizquel, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, Mark Burley, Francisco Rodriguez, and Tori Hunter. So Sheffield is in his 10th eligibility, and uh, the Hall of Fame class will be announced on January 23, so they're still like two months away. And uh, like I said, 75%. Need, need to be elect to be elected and those who earn less than five percent are dropped from future ballots writers elected one player which was scott Rowland last year and todd helton was close at 72.2 so logically i think todd helton might get in this year yeah do you remember watching some of these guys play though because no. i know you caught into some them. of them yeah but like not so what about them. adrian belcher in your opinion i think he should be in 
Like so first ballot or like based on this list? First. Like I think A Rod should be in logically based on players. If A Rod's in, bro, it's gonna be because David. People it's think gonna David, be because David Ortiz apparently had uh, it's gonna look like a PEDs early. Everyone on did, man. At this yeah. rate, like genuinely. So the bonds should be in, in your opinion, <laughs> huh? Like if A Rod gets in, bro, bonds is slapping. Bonds, bonds is gonna freaking should rip into the MLB yeah. or the Baseball Hall of Fame stuff. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Adrian. I don't think he's first ballot. I don't think he's gonna get. But he might more. get the votes. But he might get it because he has the stats. Yeah, he, he has. He's it. one of the best third baseman of all his time. Collected three thousand one hundred sixty-six of hits. Played twenty-one years with four teams. So one and the, then Joe Mauer is the other name. Do you remember Joe Mauer? I remember Joe Mauer. So yeah. he earned the 09 He was the 09 MVP uh, for the AL and Bro. was the rare backstop to hit two thousand career hits. Yeah. So when I'm looking as a baseball fan, obviously they should be first ballot. But yeah. when, when I'm looking because at their so perspective, to tell for NBA. Yeah. when I'm looking at their perspective, I'm like, I don't know what the who criteria knows? is. Who knows what the like hell is. In NHL, it's the same thing, but then we don't know why McGillney's not in yet, right? So, exactly. Um, okay, so Jose Bautista, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. Nah. Not being biased, I don't think he is. Hall of Famer? He could get in maybe he late, late, but like, what did he do realistically? Two playoff appearances with the Jays. He ha- he's more memorable for the bat flip and then the lo- the fight with Rolf Nitterdor, to be honest. He was a great hitter. Okay, to be fair. He didn't win MVP. He got, he got robbed. robbed of one. He'll yeah. he'll get in late. He doesn't get in late. If he does. Yeah. He's if not, he does. It's gonna take him like seven years. At Minimum. Least. <laughs> um But yeah. Uh, Bartolo Colon I just wanna see Bartolo Colon get in. I don't I don't think he will either. Yeah. Or it'll take a while for these guys. I think that guy was a better home run hitter than he was a pitcher. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh Matt Holliday is a good underrated player in my That's opinion. That's true. Oh, World Series champ. As well, so Jose Reyes is also a question mark, but yeah, I think all these names that are making outside of Joe Mauer and Adrian Beltre will be considered late. I don't think James Shields get in. I don't know why he's on this list. He's I don't know who that is. Tampa Bay pitcher. I still don't know who that Dude, is. This is so nostalgic for me because yeah. this is what I grew up on watching. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna move on to the MLB transactions here. And there's a couple of decent ones that happened. So, let's start off the big one from today. Uh, yeah, so At the time it's recording. November 20 and onwards. Uh, the big one today is Arizona Diamondbacks found their third baseman for the foreseeable future. Uh, Eugenio Suarez. That's how you say it? I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce Eugenio. it. Eugenio Suarez. Um, <laughs> linked to the Jays for a little bit. Linked to the Jays, but ultimately got traded from the Mariners to the Arizona Diamondbacks and really was a great power hitter in these last few years as well. Um, main reason why... Obviously, Julio Rodriguez and him, and as well as Kyle Rowley, you know, big home run guys for the Mariners, which kind of, you know, give them a little comeback, a little hope for the season that they will make the playoffs after a terrible beginning. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Suarez will definitely solve the third base problems for the Diamondbacks for now. Obviously, Longoria is like 45,000 years old. <laughs> and then Emmanuel Rivera, I don't think it will be enough to be your everyday third base. So... So obviously they're not gonna go clearly they're not going after like Matt Chapman or who was the guy from um, Nationals Heimer Candelaria yeah so now Mariners got questions are they gonna sign one of those two guys oh, I won't be surprised obviously yeah um, Matt Chapman goes on that team that that JP Crawford Matt Chapman defense will be pretty good it'll be good yeah uh, that being said though um, love the move by Arizona by the way yeah like they're obviously um, they, they should really pounce on this opportunity uh, add a starting pitcher as well and uh Potentially just more bats, you know, a little bit more depth. Yeah. Because why not? I mean, like you're, you made the World Series, and it's not going to be an easy path because the Dodgers are going to be a little bit healthier. Uh, Padres, uh, potentially at Shohei. Padres should be. Better. Should be a blip. Padres, right? uh, we'll get to it in a second. And but. then uh, 
the Giants are still like you know somewhat in the conversation, and the Rockies suck. Are still the Rockies. <laughs> but, but um, there's one. Read the consider the baseball guy. You gotta know the names more. But I think it was like Ronaldo Lopez. Ronaldo Lopez is a brave three year contract. Uh, he was a solid. He was decent last year for the White Sox, and obviously fell apart. Where well, everything fell apart when you go to the Angels, I guess. But he's and a good ad. He's a good bullpen. <laughs> yeah, and White Sox. But he he played well in the White yeah. Sox still. That's why he got traded. But still a decent ad for the Braves. Oh, in was my he opinion. part of that trade? He was part of the Giolito trade. Okay. It was him and Giolito going to the Angels. And uh, yeah, no, solid signing for the Braves in my opinion. He will definitely uh bullpen guy. You could always use it. And uh, he has been pretty decent these last few years. Another one I see here is uh, Kyle Gibson, the Orioles starter, is now a Cardinal. One-year contract, $12 million. Yeah. Obviously, Cardinals would love to get some starting pitching back because they traded away Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty, and they had a terrible year last year. So he's on a one-year deal, so we'll see what happens there. White Sox signed our boy, apparently, Paul DeYoung. Actually? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our boy for what, like 10 for days 10 or whatever days. it was? And, uh, yeah, I think those are the big ones I see. Last one, Cardinals add another starting pitcher. Lance Lynn, which uh, oh yeah, I saw that one. Uh, yeah. Honestly, he has fallen off, and uh, Cardinals are trying to come back to contention, right? So yeah, that, so they've got to add starting pitching. I know. I hope it's a blip. Yeah, and uh, they definitely got to add better ones than what they added so far. But Kyle Gibson uh, is a good like three or four guy for you in the rotation. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that being said, the last move was Padres got their guy. Um, what's his name? Sorry, I was pulling up the MMA stuff right now. Uh, Mike yeah. Schilt. And Padres hired Mike Schilt. Schilt. Is their bench boss? Uh, as their co- manager, hired former St. Louis Cardinal skipper. Uh, received a two-year contract, replaces Bob Melvin, who left now for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, yeah, nothing much to say. He's 55 years old. Uh, he beat out candidates like Ryan Flaherty, Phil Nevin, and Benji Gill for the managerial role, according to the Athletics. Brett Giroli or Giroli. Right. So congrats to him. Hopefully the Padres bounce back, and uh, we'll see probably another tough, tough division that year. The what is that called? NL West. Yeah. NL West. So could be the best division in baseball uh, after the East, uh, AL East, because that is the best division in baseball. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens from there on out. And see Huge. if they bounce back. All right, get some quick fire going here. Uh, first off, huge news out of the M- MMA world. Um, I guess combat world in general. We don't watch much about this outside of the UFC and obviously boxing, but PFL, Professional Fighter League, which kind of came into the uh, forefront now, especially after Jake Paul took some ownership of it and getting probably the biggest free agent in Francis Naganu, um, officially acquired Bellator, which was second to MMA or UFC, which was MMA organization. I think that's where Michael Chandler came from. Yeah. That's one of the big names. I think Chris Cyborg went from UFC to M- uh, Bellator, now obviously PFL. And uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously trying to find provide competition for Dana White and the UFC. We'll see how it goes, right? UFC still king. No one really left the UFC for anything outside of like Nate Diaz boxing and well, and then Francis Ngannou. Is this going to be the step to do something? Obviously, Dana White's kind of stubborn in his ways. Like, he doesn't want to do, like, a crossover Jones, thing, yeah. which crossover. is stupid, in my opinion, because I think it'll make money both ways. Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with it. Dana White, obviously, no, like, I disagree with heavily, and you do too, with the slap thing that he's trying to promote. Yeah. First of all, I don't know where he made up those numbers from. 
<laughs> about like slap fighting is better than NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, UFC, UFC all combined. Times four. Times four. Slap fight. Slap fight has more viewers. Like he said it. I think it was the Theo Vaughn podcast he was on. But yeah, like, uh, the terms of the deal were not disclosed yet. Um, the Paramount, uh, the former parent company Bellator, holds a minority stake. And yeah, we'll see. Uh, like we'll see how much of a competition this will provide. Uh, half of Bellator's roster will compete under the PFL season format, and the other half will compete in the new champion series, uh, according to TSN's Aaron Bronstetter. Additionally, the PFL plans to hold a mega event in 2024, which is PFL champs versus uh, Bellator champs, like kind of like WWE Raw versus It feels like WWE, like the yeah. OG Raw versus Survivor Smackdown. Series, yeah, bragging rights. But yeah, we'll see if it's actually a global powerhouse, which is what he was saying, Davis, um, the chairman. So. It was big news. Big, we'll big definitely news. Definitely caught our eye now because we're getting into the MMA world a little bit, but we're still kind of UFC heavy right now because we didn't even watch fight nights really unless it's something massive. But yeah, so that's the MMA news for the day. I don't think there's any boxing fights this month. December, get ready for a huge boxing slash UFC card. Boxing night, yeah. Every but moving night. on, NBA in-season tournament. So let me just get the provide the updates on that. Starting off with the Indiana Pacers. Who, who have officially, two teams have officially clinched, which is the Indiana Pacers and the Los Angeles Lakers. They're both, uh, Lakers went 4-0, uh, and Indy are 3-0, but I think they're through no matter through. what. They're already through. Yeah, so they're through no matter what happens. Now the question is, Philly, who's in the Indy group, has to go through a wild card. And the wild card is, so there's three group winners from, so there's three groups from each conference, so six total, and the group winner goes through no matter what. So that's and then six. the fourth team will be one wild card team from each. So that being said, that means Cleveland, Philly. Um, wait, wait, what? There's six teams, I mean. No, like there's technically there's, so there's 12 six teams. There's six group winners. 12 teams could be considered wild card, and the top will go through. And obviously, we know that it's essentially the second place team. So is it is it like straight into quarterfinals? Or is it a round of 16? Um, round of, no, quarterfinals. So it's quarterfinals. Because it's a uh, 3-3, three, three, so that's 6-2-8. Yeah, quarterfinals. So there's two wildcard teams. So what happens through. is the... So like the Lakers and the Pacers will host... So you have one in the East, one in the West, wildcard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, they, they, the top seed will host the, the, the home, home game. Yeah, well, and then Vegas gets uh, semis in the finals. Yeah. So right now, uh, so Indy's through. So Cleveland and Philly are essentially fighting for that second. Uh, well, they're fighting for their own second seed, but the top wildcard spot. Milwaukee and Miami are tied 2-0 and right now. So chances are one of those two look like will be fighting for a wildcard spot. Uh, I think Boston's going to be through. So Brooklyn and Orlando, who beat your Raptors. We're done. Uh, I know they're, they're done. But uh, <laughs> Brooklyn and Orlando are fighting for a wildcard spot. So if I were to predict, I think it's going to be Philly... Um, depending on if Milwaukee so finishes it'll be second. Philly, Milwaukee group winner, um, Indy group winner, and Boston group winner. And yeah, so that's the four. Other side, Lakers. So it's the Suns are most likely, well, the, uh, depending on how the Jazz do, are fighting for, because this is where point differential matters. So now. Suns are in the Lakers one? Yeah. So Lakers are undefeated. They're 4 0. So down. Lakers and then Suns. And then what are the other two groups? Uh, Pelicans and Nuggets. Pelicans is first on point differential right now. Uh, nuggets. It should be the Nuggets, but uh, Dallas is done, I think. The Clippers are both one and two. That's a tough division. That is a very tough <laughs> division. Because the way Rockets are playing? Yeah, yeah that, that was that a tough. Uh, the group C is Kings are tied with the Timberwolves at 2-0. and oh. This one's up in the air, and the Warriors are one and one. I think the Spurs are out, and then I think uh, OKC's out with one and two. Yeah. Right? So, this coming to a close. You got to be three and one. So, if I were to predict, I, it's, I think it's going to be the Suns, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and 
are killing it. What's a Nuggets and Pelicans record? They're both 2-1. 2-1-1. Two two and one and They're uh, both 2-1? Yeah. For top. Yeah. So Pelicans have a four-point uh, edge right now. So I think, like I think Pelicans might edge. sneak in ahead of the Suns. Yeah, it depends on who they... Do they have to play each other is the question. I don't know if yeah. Jamal's back yet. Do you know if Jamal Murray's back? Not yet. They uh, said I think it's going to take a little one or more week, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah, I think it's between those two. So if the Nuggets win it, then I'm going to say the Suns will get the, set, the wild card spot there, you would hope, but... Yeah, so your thoughts on it so far again? I mean, obviously, I mean, Raptor fan decent, it sucks. Right, it's like, I, I didn't hate it, right? It's not like more games for the players. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of mixed in pretty well. Obviously, uh, apart from the final, being the 83rd game for whoever makes $500, it. $500,000 per player. We talked about it with Blake Murphy, so make sure you guys check that out. Yeah, so we're not going to um, get too much Michael detail. Michael Grange, very quickly, the Raptors, the Michael Grange, how much he's, do you tweet with, uh, agree he's with He's 100% it? right. Right, the team's about that were behind us are now ahead of us like Orlando and Detroit because you know they had a direction well Detroit sucks right now don't put Detroit in this conversation I will put Detroit in this conversation because next year they'll be ahead of us next year okay but I'm talking about this year yeah but Orlando's already taking the step forward you meant to say Indiana though Indiana took that step forward yeah Kings took that step forward Um, Rockets right now Rockets are taking that step forward so the Raptors the the Raptors are still in their own way of like trying to contend when you don't have contenders on your team so other than Barnes you have no one Genuinely, that like is your future, and then and apart from your probably three starting lineup members and Barnes, Ananobi, and uh, Siakam, you don't really have a good lineup. And then there, those three combined are still not as good enough as a guy who will lead them to a, ta- yeah. a title. Um, I want to talk about indie very quickly because we'll do a we'll do an episode where NBA and NHL we pick like teams we want to talk about, kind of like how through the wire do with NBA. Uh, Indy though, are they? Do they remind you of last year's Kings? Even though yeah. number one offense, because uh, a straight offense, no defense type of thing. Rick Carlisle. It's fun to watch because I was watching the Raptors game earlier. Very fun to watch, and uh, no nah, number one offense in like uh, points, I believe. Number three in three pointers. So Halliburton's like on an assist machine. I think yeah, like, best thing to happen to him. Yeah, because he got to flourish himself, right? Like otherwise, in Kings, How, he yeah. was, like the thing with the Kings is, is like he will still be under. Fox's but he would be like the combo guard with it would be a combo guard and obviously I personally like it's it's such a win-win trade because the Kings really want to take the jump now and Sabonis is like a part like, yeah the but third best. that team is still a move away though they're still a move away <laughs> they're a player away but even with Halliburton even with Halliburton they're still, yeah. still going to be a big away so you could look at it yeah. what size there but Sabonis being like what probably the third best big in the league yeah, he's like top five for sure. He's top five in there for sure. And then Cats uh, now. Cats freaking out of there. It's AD, Joel Embiid. Not in that order. Jokic, Sabonis. Um, yeah, I think those are like on the top of my head. Like you could throw in a guy like, oh, Bam. Bam's killing it you this throw year. throw Bam as well, Bam's yeah. Bam's killing it this year, bro. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's the NBA tourney. Uh, we'll talk more NBA again next week. We'll probably do our month end season ra- uh, ranking so far power yeah, ranking yeah. Uh, definitely will be different from our beginning of the season 100% but different <laughs> the teams are kind of falling into their place but OKC and Indy are the teams to watch out for there um, uh, NHL before we get into the any NHL obviously we're, today's the game Wednesday they played everybody except two like two sets of games are not playing so like Monday you had like freaking 16 or 14 then you had 0 then you have 16 have again or like 14 again another 14 now you have 0 and then you have 0 <laughs> and then now, then you're gonna have like 15 yeah but um, very quickly some news on international a question we asked Greg Wyshynski 
World Cup of Hockey, which is probably not going to be called World Cup of Hockey. So this is according to a good friend now, <laughs> a friend of the show. I finally get to say that properly. Alex Adams? No, well. Oh, no. Greg Wyshynski. Oh, it was Greg Wyshynski. Yeah. Oh, Alex Adams. That would be Sands. Huh? Alex Adams Sands. But shout out Alex Adams for Canada. Yeah. Jamaica. Which, which we'll, we'll talk in a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, friend of the show now, Greg Wyshynski, probably getting him on again. Uh, current plan for the 2025 World Cup of Hockey, which will not be called the World Cup of Hockey. <laughs> what a way to start the tweet, Greg. Uh, four national teams only. U.S., Canada, Sweden, Finland. Zero Russians, for obvious reasons, with the whole Russia-Ukraine factor. Chance U.S. and Canada will play three times. Next proper World Cup might not be until 2028. Assuming Russia figure their shit out over there. So it's not a proper which World Cup. Which means this guy right here, Alexander Ovechkin, will not be involved. And the thing they also do this is because IIHF is not involved, so they can't even do like, for example, Leon Drysaddle's missing out. Uh, Anze Kopitar's going to be it's missing out. It's not a proper World Cup. David Pasternak's missing out. Because they don't want to have, they want to have NHL players only. So which means like a team like Germany is only Stutzla and Drysaddle. So they have to like do insurance or something for players in the KHL or that are playing overseas in general. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a World Cup. Um, would you have just rather have like a US Canada summit series, like four out of seven series? Kind of like how the women are kind of doing it? I'd rather just have the players rest at this rate. I'm no, I want to see this. No, huh? hell no. I want to see this at least. Uh, bro, I'm this, happy this, for this, it. So you're one of those haters that hated this. It's what, four teams? I'm not seeing. No, that's what I'm saying. Just do I want to see the teams play. I just, I just want to see US and Canada at their peak playing. That's all I care about. Yeah, no, but like. In a proper tournament, dude. That's what I'm saying. Why Wait, screw some, the tournament? Something that yeah, matters. US and Canada play. That doesn't really matter. Like there's nothing but on the like, line. Yeah, pride. Huh? Pride. Pride. Okay, yeah, but like <laughs> when you're in the big. when you're in the Olympics, when you're in the World Cup of Hockey, you're gonna win something. So you're definitely in the opposite end of Wyshynski on this, because um, I'm I, I'm at the stage where I need to see McDavid play for a Canada jersey with Crosby, and 2028 is gonna be way too late for that. Would you agree with that? That's fair. That's my point here. But like, my, I would rather see McDavid versus Matthews. U.S. versus Canada. The Hughes brothers playing together against Makar. There's a debate between Quinn Hughes and Makar again. Uh, I want to see it ASAP. I don't care if it's... like I, w- I mainly want to see them play USA. That's all I care about. So you just want to see, even if it's a friendly, you're like, just screw it? No, well, obviously, it it's feels still... Like, meant, pride is on the line. It feels like I'm f- sure there's prize money on the line. It feels like... It feels like it's kind of like the NC's attorney in a way. The fact that you have like four teams and it just feels like a friendly tournament. No, I get that like, point. I'm not like disagreeing with that. Like our local Punjabi but you tournaments. Get, you get the point. It's like our local Punjabi you, soccer tournament in last, the summer. Okay. Is, I, that's fair. That's what sure, it is. Sure, but when was the last time you saw this? It's been a while. Best on best international. It's been a while. 2014 Yeah. Right, we're hoping that the 2026 Olympics that's the case. But at this point, like many other people, I'm starving to see at least Canada versus US because that's the biggest debate right now. I agree with you that Russia not being in it, it sucks. But even my mic disagrees with you. Okay, no, <laughs> there's no. You're on the. You definitely are on the minority here because I. You tell me you don't want to see. Uh, here, let me finish off here. Yes, I do want to see it. Right. They're but not. I don't, I don't, I don't like. I don't like the way they're. Showing it, right? But they're not calling the World Cup of Hockey, though. Okay, good. That's what they're... Not, literally, not. his tweet says, we're not calling it the World Cup of Hockey. Like, I do want to see it, but I just want to see it like I did in the Olympics. Like, I, like a oh, proper yeah. full-on the tournament. The problem is, the NHL ain't going to pay for, like, Germany to come in. That's the thing. That's the issue. And blame Russia for because doing Russia things. Yeah, because it's half-assed. That's what I'm trying to say here, no, right? I, I, I it's agree not a, with It's that. not a full-blown effort. And which I'm not kind disagreeing of, with you there. Which kind of like... But you get my point, though. Is Canada really the best if they win? That's a different because argument. they didn't really go through that full grueling tournament. And, and again, I agree with that. I just want to see Canada versus USA. That's my point here. 
That's a I'm fair not point disagreeing too, with yeah. your point here. I'm I just want to. I'm see not disagreeing with yours either. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying like I get your point, but I'm excited to see Canada versus USA. That's the main thing here, and that's why I was saying like do like a best four out of seven Canada versus US, best four out of seven between Sweden and Finland because those guys are more rivals, and then maybe down the next year make they fl- flip it or something for now until Russia figures their stuff out, and once Russia figures their stuff out, then we'll probably get Germany, Slovakia, like. You're telling me Slavkovsky and all those guys that Slovakians are good now not don't want to be part of this? I'm sure they all do. I'm for sure Drysaddle's probably choked. But at the same time, we are here to watch Canada USA. We could shit talk Greg Wyshynski whenever we, if we ever bring him we on can, or whenever yeah, we bring him on. We can. My point is, isn't that like the whole tournament side of things? My point is I just want to see best on best international hockey. And as a Canadian, I just want to see us to play plus play the US. Yeah, but then my point is like I just want to see us to in that tournament aspect. But you want to be pissed. We haven't ha- seen. You want to be annoyed. I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. Right? But, the, and I, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm I'm annoyed of how it's happening. That's oh, yeah. I agree. But you'll still be sitting on your TV, on the TV glued watching Canada versus USA. Yeah. At the end of the day. But yeah, let's move on to Do you think Bedard is locked in, right? A couple yes. And yeah, yes. Now, this is, a, this is the big one. JT Miller. Yes. He has to be a lock now. Yes. Brock Besser. Maybe probably. not, but let's move on to the NHL because we're, we've been probably like saying the same shit over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm excited for this though if it actually happens yeah, in terms of like the actual. International and again, hockey. you just repeated, but <laughs> I, I am gonna repeat this. But, but yeah, NHL Canucks are playing Colorado right now, obviously um, during recording because uh, we're trying to catch the end of the game, so we started a little bit earlier, and uh, we value our sleep because uh, we're very sleep deprived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other news NHL wise. Um, Red Wings, I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with the Oilers. Um, nothing has changed. Yeah, three games of a little hope for the Oilers fans, and uh, it went back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of that, Red Wings, I think they do really do have Tampa Bay's number. Um, I think, I don't know if they're playing today too as well, right? Is, is that who they're playing right now? Who? Who do the Red Wings play? No. Devils, they're destroying the Devils. That's yeah. a, uh, that's the team I was going to bring up. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I'm trying to say the Red Wings have like those teams that are like contenders numbers, like because they beat Lightning before, now the they Lightning beat the Devils. The Jets, and the Lightning's lost to the Jets as well, so. Not a good game. But, yeah, Devils, let's talk about that. Oilers, they're Oilers and, sixth in the division right Oilers now. Oilers and Devils, a lot of people's Stanley Cup final prediction, you could have said. Yeah, I had and, the Devils winning it. And now, uh, is it going to be last year? You hope it's last year as well. But six in a division behind the Flyers? Yeah, Flyers are second. The Capitals are third. This is wild, right? right? You wrote off... Bo- we, I wrote off the Flyers too, but you wrote off the Capitals completely. I did too because of their age and... Yeah. Yeah. Carolina's fourth <laughs> as well. So it's like... The Rangers are killing it though. Rangers like are They've surprised me a little bit just because I thought I had them fourth. But... That doesn't surprise me. It's because like a lot of people use American Thanksgiving as the benchmark, and this is why when Canucks were bad the last two years, they're like, "Oh, they're already out," and it was true. And now they're saying that about the Oilers. Right now, you don't want to be that case for the Devils. But the good news is they're only five points off third. Devils are fine. Oilers are done. Um, at the same time, Minnesota's also done. And then, then Minnesota. But no, be, actually, no. Minnesota has a chance. Wild card wise, yeah. Wild card wise, because like they're like ten points behind third in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's. I think that's still a chance there. How many points? How many points are Oilers off the wild card? Wild card wise, right now the wild card goes to St. Louis is at nineteen, which is a surprise. And the Kraken for how bad they've started are at nineteen. And um, what's that Oilers? Uh, eleven. Uh, 
So they're seven out. They gotta figure but, it out. No, but here's the thing: Calgary's balling now. Calgary is uh, pucking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good word to say. <laughs> but that's why I said balling. But they, do we believe Anaheim at eighteen points? They're one point out. Do we there's, believe Arizona is one point out? Arizona, I could kind of see squeak in. Calgary is like okay. I finally think they're kind of figuring stuff out, but we don't know. There's still a lot in between because they the could still sell at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? Uh, Nashville, is eh. Minnesota, okay. Edmonton, and then Chicago sucks, and then San Jose sucks. I mean, Edmonton, like honestly, you're gonna be happy because we gifted a number one overall pick and we gifted Macklin Celerini, which is like an how you were slap gifted in the McDavid. face to us from Vancouver. Like you've been gifted like four forty thousand first round picks, in my opinion, and. Uh, I really hope. I still think the Oilers will make it. That's just me. Barely making the wild card. But if they're playing like this, then who knows, right? Who knows? So they generally might be the number one overall pick. Um, any more surprises for you? Me, obviously, the biggest one for me is the Flyers. <laughs> like, how the hell are they doing this? How the hell is Tortorella, you know, making these guys buy in that the fact that they're second place in their conference where, I mean, division where they have the Devils, the Rangers, and uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, two things before I want to close off. The Bruins only have one regulation loss. That's and three why. overtime losses. Uh, the Avalanche, all their losses are like massive losses. They've got... But their, their wins were massive wins as well. Their losses were two goals in the last 30 seconds against the Nashville Predators in regulation to lose. They lost five or 8-2 to the Blues. They then lost 4-3 to the Kraken. 7 nothing to the Golden Knights. 4 nothing to the Sabres. Four nothing to the Penguins, but yes, on the flip side, you're right. They're killing it on the other end. Kale McCarr, who's their best player? Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon? Because Kale McCarr is leading in points. It's probably Kale McCarr right now. <laughs> and then Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson is like a similar type of it's debate. It's a similar debate right now. But overall, looking at like you know, hard trophy wise, obviously Quinn Hughes is in the conversation. PD's in the conversation, but like you gotta give the respect to Kucherov and Pasternak here, yeah, as well because uh, they have been killing more Pasternak, uh, yeah. more pa- obviously Kucherov as well, just because it's generally him and like point and like Stamkos, yeah, right, like they generally have to be on top of their game. All right, uh, let's move off of this. Uh, we'll come back to it on Monday's pod, but let's finish off with some soccer. First off, I'm wearing a Man United jersey, which means club soccer is back, which means this is probably the only time I get to wear this jersey during the pod. Because they suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, but good soccer. news is Luke Shaw is uh, training. training. And I think Lisandro Martinez is there. But I don't know if he's like training, training. But club soccer is back. But another the thing biggest game is sorry. Man City and Liverpool. Yeah. Um, obviously, quick prediction if you want to give one right now. I'm still going to give the edge to City just because. Um, Let me pull up the game. They give me no reason not to. But at the same time, Liverpool has been balling out as well. They play 4.30 in the morning, so I ain't getting up. So, okay, yeah. why would they do that? I don't know. <laughs> Prime time for the home, I guess, in England. Uh, arsenal Brentford is a 9.30 game there. And we play Everton. And Everton is coming up with a 10-point deduction, so which means, uh, of course, United are going to lose that game. Uh, 100%. Tottenham Villa, though. That's an underrated game of the week. That is definitely an underrated game as well. Um, Euro qualifiers and Copa qualifiers, which we'll leave one qualifier near the end to talk about. But Euro qualifiers is... Shaping up, obviously, like all so the big teams are getting in. Yeah, I have the thing here. Uh, which teams have qualified automatically? So Spain, uh, Scotland, France, Netherlands, England, Italy, Turkey, Croatia, Albania are first in the group. I don't know if that means they're fully in yet. But Czechia, Belgium, Austria, Hungary, Serbia, Serbia, Denmark, Slovenia, Romania, Switzerland, Portugal, and Slovakia. 
No what is that in say oh I did say okay I was going to say Italy. They're um, in bro. All the big teams are in it's so, Euros. Like we mentioned last time Euro qualifiers. So the plots are so kind of pointless. So those are in the playoff path seeding and semifinal matchups are as follows Poland versus Estonia and then it's Wales versus either Finland, Ukraine or Iceland whoever finishes there. Uh, path B is Israel we're playing. Israel's in <laughs> versus Ukraine or Iceland. Um, I guess depending on how the seeds finish. Why is Israel allowed to play? I don't know. Uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina versus uh, Finland or Ukraine again, depending on how seedings finish. Patsy, Georgia, not the state, but Georgia versus Luxembourg, uh, Greece versus Kazakhstan. I of, there's some names in here I'm like I've never heard of like really be that good at soccer. For example, Israel, Estonia. Uh, Albania who hey, qualified in Euro qualifiers baby <laughs> you <laughs> missed the tournament we said it last time Norway they suck they generally <laughs> suck but Co- other notable sides to miss out Ireland and Sweden Copa qualifiers Jamaica is in right well obviously because uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get, get to that in a second uh, USA is in Mexico is in yeah let me just pull that up because it's actually right here oh by the way Mets are hiring John Gibbons I've got to mention that during MLB yeah yeah okay uh, Nations League so that's how this works is Copa America I think is all the South American teams if I'm not mistaken and now they've extended it to North American uh, so the CONCACAF and but the CONCACAF guys I think have to qualify and so it was the quarterfinals of the Nations League if you win that you and you're in the semis you automatically those teams automatically qualify for Copa and then there's a last chance effort um, those teams are the USA, even though they lost to Trinidad Tobago the second game, where Sergio Dest went ballistic, or however you say that word. Um, ballistic. M- Mexico um, came back and beat Uruguay. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Honduras. Uh, but Mexico, con- kind of controversial. Apparently, they scored on the 11th minute of the 10 minute energy mark time. <laughs> of course. Uh, and then they went to P- PKs. So. Love. And then, because uh, they lost the first game. The other one is Jamaica. Uh, beating Canada, which we'll get into in a second because we're pissed. Um, and the last one is Panama, I think. Panama, Costa Rica. yeah. So, Canada uh, will face Trinidad and Tobago. In a last chance match. And the reason why we got to this point, we were happy when we were talking, well, we recorded before the thing with Peter Galindo, but they went to Jamaica, finally won after 35 or whatever, so years. Who won victory? In Jamaica. In Jamaica. After you know, not playing their scheduled game because of the and rain. And away goals do matter in this. So yeah, two away goals, we're happy with that, right? And then coming back, we're like, okay, keep a clean sheet. You win. watch the first half, and uh, you know, Andre Blake decided to be like, I don't know, that, that World Cup Achoa. Yeah, World that. Cup Achoa. So thankfully, it was one nothing, and we'll get to Davies in a second. He sees this one who scored. Second half, we missed it because uh, we had our volleyball final, which by the way, we lost in the final. Sad. And also our soccer one, which is why we moved the trophy away, because we lost that too. Also sad. <laughs> it's not <laughs> been a good week. <laughs> it's not been a good week. And then we get to the car, and we see Canada crash out, out of the Nations League. And we've been, obviously, talking about Canada soccer and their problems, how we're not going to get camps, and how are you going to face tough competitions, even though we're probably not going to get the camps for Copa America, even if we qualify, but at least we play the top teams. Um, I don't know, Mauro Biello, obviously not doing well right now, So, but then they don't even have a budget to get a proper coach in. Um, but yeah, and then what ended up happening was Jamaica came back, went 2-1 up, and then Kone tied it to make it 2-2. I think there was a bullshit penalty. I was just too mad to even watch the highlights. Um, and then late winner, I guess, by Jamaica to win on away goals because of the t- final score was 4-4? 4-4, yeah. Yeah, so 
Jamaica out to the away goals. And that's how they go through. Um, a lot of talk going on. Who is the problem on? This is obviously on the players because Canada Soccer, we know the shit situation. We really know on. the situation. Moro like, Biello ain't doing a great job. We're going to talk about the game. Davies, I guess the problem people are saying is like we've noticed it too. A lot of people are complaining about is how he holds the ball, tries to play hero ball a little too much. Um, David hasn't really shown up for Canada much. Uh, Laren has, but yeah, in the back line, they started playing casual. I heard a pissed off Mike Halford, which is kind of rare to see because when it's soccer and Mike Halford's pissed off from the Halford and the Brush show, you know it's bad. And listening to him, because he actually watched the game, was just like, yeah, they, they were casual. You know, you know, when you play FIFA and you're wasting time and you do the keep, keep ups, kick ups, the juggling essentially, that's what Boriano tried to do. And after that moment is when they choked, <laughs> essentially. And it's a one nothing game. Keep what, do you, what do you expect going to happen, right? Like, when you think you won the game, you're going to lose. Jamaica's it happens every single time. Jamaica's right? talent is there and they're back with it. It is the there, wall. right? Uh, even and but this is without Mikel Antonio. Yeah, that's what I would say. Even Mikel Antonio injured. You still have Leon Bailey. You still have Damari Gray. Their goalie is decent. You still have Andre Blake. Honestly, he's been kicking your ass ever since um, he started playing for Jamaica, which yeah. is uh, for a long time now. And uh, you can't score enough. Right, you can't. You know your defending isn't the best, right? You don't have the best defenders. Bro, your goalie's old, right? Stop acting like you've done something, right? All you did was qual- qualify for the World Cup once, and you act like you're a freaking good team. Now your manager's gone. Um, you bring in a guy from PSN to follow up as well. Yeah, like now it's like we, you know, we're all happy that Canada soccer's on the map again. Like obviously, what Christine Sinclair did was great. She carried it still. You guys made one World Cup, right? Christine St. Clair went to the Olympics, went to the World Cup, went to the Olympics, went to the World Cup, at least got to the knockout stages except for the last World Cup. And obviously medaled and eventually won gold in all the Olympics that she was after 2012 onwards. You guys, ever since the World Cup, have been downhill. Now, uh, yes, I get it. We know the behind the scenes. But disappointing performance against the USA in the Nations League final where the A-team played. Gold Cup, I'm not going to talk about it because that's a different story. This one, now... You have a chance to play Argentina, Brazil. Again, we're not going to go too you much into it. You could create your own camp here. Like, there's an yeah. opportunity here, right? Like, if you players want to get better in the national stage, international stage, you have to play in the Copa America because you, you already know what's a... Uh, um, uh, why are you trying to knock down a camera? No, no, no. <laughs> but you, once the... Because you already know that freaking you have no budget to get barely paid and uh, camps. get camps. Right, so as a player, you you would want to create your own opportunity here because, like, I it feels like I haven't seen that from them. And right? they play the like top the, countries. Like, yeah, like it's not like they have the desire to do anything themselves either to help fix the situation. Yeah. Twenty twenty six is around the corner. It's not, it's gonna come quick. I know we're in twenty twenty three and we're almost hitting twenty twenty four. Honestly, like literally in a month's time, uh, a month and a couple of days time. But like, you can't be. Like, snap of a finger, 2023 just passed, 2024, like, the World Cup was a year ago. Like, essentially, a year ago it started. The best moment of your guys' career, and you guys had an underwhelming performance after the uh, Belgium game, and then after that has been downhill since. And, yes, we know the behind the scenes is the problem, but this one, you guys had to lead. There was no excuse for it. There's no excuse. You You can't blame the refs because there were questionable calls, but who cares? You had the lead. Yeah, so... All you had to do was see it out. All you have to do is... Now you have a chance. I guess turn it into Tobago. Concede. You got lucky not playing a stronger guy team in Costa Rica, I believe. So, again, you can't take this lightly. I think this is a one-game knockout in Texas. This is a one-game. So, it's a neutral site. Yeah. Um, but finishing off, just finishing it. off, right? Like, you're on the map. You're there. 
Don't fall off the map already. Yeah. Right? And do what the woman did. This is why I'm saying the woman yeah. probably deserved more money than you in that case then. In Canada, yeah. In Canada specifically. Yeah. But like you have you haven't done anything. David, you haven't done anything. Davies, you haven't done anything. Right? Atiba Hutchison, honestly, I'll give you credit just because you, 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 stuck were, you were there the, you were there the whole time. You you kind of helped, though. The only thing you guys have done, and credit to you guys, was actually qualify for the World Cup and finish top of the Ocho. That's the only thing. That's the only accomplishment you But have. the whole point isn't, like, when we say, when players get drafted into whatever sports league or get signed, it's not that, oh, I got drafted. Can you stay? Look, can you stay? Can you keep up? That's right? the point. The woman proved it. Can you be the best? Now it's you guys to prove it. Right? And you can guys you are, hang with You guys are lucky you're hosting the next World Cup. Can you hang with the USA and Mexico or continue qualifying for the World you, Cup? I still think you guys are the second best team out after the US, obviously. Yeah. Because Mexico's struggling. The but point prove is, it. The point is, can you hang with those teams that are con- continuously qualifying for the World Cup? And can you hang with the teams in the World Cup? Right? The thing with this is like, my question to the players is, and the all of Canada soccer is, do you want that Ocho to be a highlight of your men's soccer? Because that's the only highlight you have. Yeah. And the way it's going, that's going to be the only highlight for a long, long time. Figure out, you figure out your coaching situation. You that's got the, there. Like, you got there. Like, what the hell is going on now? I don't know. Yeah, figure out your coaching situation. That's the biggest thing. I don't think Bielo's the answer clearly as of right now. I don't know how much of it is he's pressured because this is his tryout and he's clearly not exceeding in it. Um, who's out there? We don't know. Obviously, when we listen to Northern they don't Football, have the budget, anyone? Northern Football Podcast, there might be CPL coaches that could be good enough to do this. Um, but yeah, that being said, though, first of all, shout out to our guy Alex Adams, friend of the show. Now you could say friend it. Friend of the show got the gig at Canada Soccer as well, along with the Sens at Canada Basketball. So shout out to you. Um, keep killing it, and hopefully, we get you on sooner than later. Because now we could talk three different sports with you now. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, well. But we'll leave it up, there. Yeah, that wraps up today's pod. So make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Follow all our, all our socials. Check out the guest videos we dropped and the tier list. Check out this upcoming week, the MLB season ending tier list. And yeah, and other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.